Welcome back to Young Smart Money, show number 15 with me, your host, Apple Kreider, the show where we bring on young people who are doing cool stuff financially or entrepreneurially, interview them to hear about their journey and what they have to share with you. Today, we have a very special guest on the show, as I always say, because they are always very special. Today, we have Hamish Hatter, who is a YouTube video creator on basically investing and looking deep into specific stocks and really analyzing them to their fullest and sort of showing you guys whether or not they might make sense to buy, to sell, and really just giving you guys the tools that you need to really fully analyze stocks, because I think this is a very, very important thing. I started off my YouTube channel sort of focusing more on the investment side of things and sort of along these same lines of like how to analyze a stock, see if it's a buy or not, but then I sort of shifted gears into the more credit card and entrepreneurial side of things. Still do cover some investing, but if you want like a full investing like coverage channel, Hamish Hodder, that is the way to go. And his YouTube channel is called Hamish Hodder Investing. We'll be sure to link that up in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast or in the description if you are watching here on YouTube. So what Hamish and I talk about uh, today on the show is sort of a mix of things. We talk about a lot about YouTube and sort of just both being creators. We talk about sort of the state of the financial community on YouTube, who we really look up to, which creators we're sort of like eh on. Um, so if you're interested in that at all, that's what we're going to be covering. We're also going to be covering how long he's been at it, been making YouTube videos, what he sort of, his mindset behind making YouTube videos, what his goals are, what he's sort of pushing towards, and then just some actionable tips for you guys as well. If you guys are interested in starting your own YouTube channel, whether that be financially related or otherwise, um, I think there's going to be a lot of valuable information here for you to use and for you to apply into your own channel. So without further ado, let's bring on Hamish to the show. Today we have a special guest on um, and I'm just going to let him introduce himself and we're doing a bit of an interview here today. So um, without further ado, why don't you just give our audience a brief overview of who you are and what you're all about. Hey guys, how's it going? So my name is Hamish Hodder, as he just mentioned. I'm 20 years old and from Melbourne, Australia. And essentially, I started investing about a couple of years ago when I just finished high school. And I just really enjoy finance and investing. Basically, just got more and more into it um, over time. And of course, on YouTube, I'm making finance videos, mostly talking about the stock market, analyzing individual businesses. Um, yeah, and that's mainly what I do. Aside from YouTube, I'm studying finance currently. Cool. Pretty fitting. Pretty fitting. Yeah. All right, solid, solid. Okay, so um, first question, I just want to hop right in. Um, so how long have you actually been creating videos here on YouTube? I know you've, you've been at it for a little bit, but how long have you actually been going? Yeah, so on YouTube, I've been uploading for about six months. Um, of course, it's the same as you probably. I uploaded a few, uh, or recorded a few, um, and didn't upload them <laughs> because I thought they were really bad, and yep. um, eventually I just had to take the plunge, that. you know? Yeah, and, exactly. Um, you you got to make one and then just sort of build on it from there um, and start to improve. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's all about that growth because everybody everybody starts at zero. Everybody starts having no idea what they're doing. Um, but then, I mean, there's there's a huge leap that comes with actually putting out your first piece of content. But after that, I've really found it to be sort of like a snowball where where once you get that first piece out, once you get some confidence behind that, when people either start watching it or don't start watching it, like either way. Um, it's just, it's really motivating once you actually get started. And like so many people get caught up in like the idea stage where they're just like thinking about it all the time and like never actually taking action. But like, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's, I don't know. I think it's really, really powerful to actually start rather than just like sitting around and talking about how, what you want your channel to be or like what, <clears throat> what kind of videos you want to make. Um, so why, why did you start making videos in the first place? Like 
um, like you said, you've been investing for a little bit, but what actually, what made you make the change between just like investing and actually like sharing with others, like what you were up to? Yeah. So I guess I've just been really interested in learning about ways to make money online because I think having the flexibility um, to sort of make money wherever and whenever you want is really yeah, powerful. Lifestyle, yeah. Um, and I sort of have this mindset where I just sort of see what people are doing and I sort of question why people are doing this, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just saw a number of big, or not big at the time, but finance YouTubers start to really get some snowball going um, through YouTube and just sort of learned from there that there's a number of ways you can make money online through YouTube. Um, and yeah, from there, I just started making videos. Cool, cool. Yeah, pretty similar path for me as well. Um, I know, I'm just going to throw out a name here, Ryan Scribner used to have um, a couple of videos up. He might still have them up. I couldn't find them um, in the past couple of days. I was looking back to see if those were still up there. But on um, his actual like income breakdowns and like where where his different money sources were coming from, um, from like his his ad revenue, from his courses, all that different stuff. But I couldn't actually find those videos anymore. He might have taken them down just because he didn't want to be like, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, I, I saw those videos as well. I think that was a little bit before I started or maybe a little bit after. I'm not really sure on the exact time frame there. But those, those again, that really, it showed you like what was actually possible. Because I mean, he at the time probably only had, um, I don't know, somewhere around like 80, maybe 80,000 subscribers. And he was easily making a, a very nice, well above like the median US household income. Yeah, so yeah. just, yeah, just seeing, incredible. I know, yeah, just seeing how yeah. possible it is, even if you don't have like the biggest audience or like the the most crazy. I mean, his videos were literally at the beginning. It was just him standing in front of a whiteboard. Yeah, very, um, very basic. And yeah, for sure, for sure. There's another Australian YouTuber, Brandon on the Aussie Wealth Creation YouTube channel. Some yep. of you guys might know him. Um, and I actually subscribed to him when he had about 100 or 200 subscribers and wow. now he's almost 10,000. And I Jeez. sort of just watched him for a year and I was speaking to him throughout that time. And he also encouraged me to get into it. Um, and mm. I guess just seeing someone, I mentioned this in a couple of my videos, but seeing someone from your own country sort of succeed at it um, rather than just seeing lots of Americans and Canadians exactly, <laughs> succeed at exactly. it um, was a real catalyst for me personally. I bet. I bet. I mean, because most... Yeah. Most of it does seem to be like coming from coming from North America, but um, it's cool to see cool to see the, the global the global I, I don't know just audience and global creators like yeah. at it because I think that's really cool. Yeah, and Tristan from New Zealand. I mean, yep. that's great. Yep, had him on the channel a little bit ago. Um, yeah, he's really yeah. cool to talk to. Um, so what what is sort of your long term? I mean, you talked about sort of like the laptop lifestyle that you're looking to possibly achieve through this YouTube channel. Um, yep. one of one of the reasons you started it. But like what are what are sort of your long term, what's your long term goal um in in creating videos on YouTube and having having an online presence? What are you what are you looking to achieve out yeah. of that? Yeah. So I mean, absolutely I want to build a full time income online, whether or not that's primarily YouTube or whether there's other areas. I'm sure um as you know, like when, when you start doing this, um lots of opportunities open up and you sort of start to see a lot of other things that you didn't see before. Oh um, completely agree. Possible. So much um, I, I just love teaching people what I know and helping people mm. who were where I was a couple years yes. ago. Um, yes. and that's just, it's just absolutely why I love doing this and why I've been able to, this is the thing that I've stuck at. So I've done a bunch of other things like Amazon. I spoke about that on mm. my channel, Amazon FBA, and I've done oh, dropshipping yeah. and none of them just really stuck with me. Um, but YouTube is definitely the one that I have the most passion for just because being able to teach to people and get instant feedback is just really powerful. 
Um, exactly. So, yeah, hopefully I can continue to do this um, and make some money on it so that I can spend more time dedicated um, to doing yeah. this. Yeah, that's really cool. And I mean, just personally, I found um, even in the last week, I've actually made like, I don't know, like a thousand, somewhere around a thousand dollars through through related stuff, like not from my YouTube channel directly, but through connections I made through my YouTube channel um, and yep. through all this white space that I was able to find because I'm now familiar with all of these different um, avenues of making money online, all of these different just people that I'm now have connections with. So like, even, even if you're you, like, personally, I don't make any money off my YouTube channel. Like that's, I mean, that's not a focus for me right now. Cause I don't need yeah, the money. Yeah. I'm, still, yeah. well, I'm still like, I don't, I don't need that much money. right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so that's not like, that's not a huge thing for me, but, but being able to find all these different like places where, where you can, where you can sort of add your, add your two cents and really get some, get some serious value for it. Um, it's a really cool thing. And even if you're not, even if you're not trying to like directly monetize your YouTube channel, like just, just doing it and getting yourself out there and, and trying something new, learning something new can really show you like a whole new, like you were saying, there's just so much opportunity out there that you're yeah, not aware yeah. of unless you actually put yourself out there and like start, um, whether that be like creating YouTube videos, starting a podcast, um, maybe trying to grow an Instagram page. There's just so much, so much out there to learn, especially from social media, um, as far yeah, as ways absolutely. to make money. Uh, but I mean, like you said as well, there are, there are those drop shipping, those Amazon FBA things. I mean, I've had some experience with those as well, but I think it's really powerful when you're actually creating rather than just like, uh, selling somebody like a pair of swim goggles, um, that yeah, they could have yeah. bought anywhere. Like, for me personally, yeah. that's that's one of the main reasons that I was able to stick with YouTube and not with Amazon FBA, just because I felt like I wasn't really adding anything. I wasn't providing any value. Yeah. I was just sort of like arbitraging like some money between like buying something cheap in China, selling it expensive in the US um, and profiting the difference. So that's that's one of yeah. the reasons. And it sounds like that's sort of where you're at as well. But like yeah, having, for sure. having that for meaning and having, having a connection to it, because I mean, you're interested in investing and you want to share that with people. So that's, that's going to be a lot easier to stick with than something like drop shipping where you, where you are just in it for the money. So, yeah. And one thing I found really difficult about Amazon and drop shipping is that you're coming from it where you have to first come up with the product and then you've got to find an audience for that product. Yeah. Whereas YouTube is the complete flip of that. You, you starting with an audience, you build the audience first, you know what they like, and then you can yep. bring products to them, yeah. road, which is obviously not my focus right now, but. I, I like that business model a lot better than trying to spend tons of money running ads and running tests to find yeah. an audience when through YouTube, you can just, just provide a ton of value and exactly. the audience will come to you. Exactly. I think that's so, so powerful. I never <coughs> thought of it in, the, in that exact way before, but that is, that's really what you're doing. I mean, building, building an audience that you know what they're interested in and then yep. potentially marketing something that you know could bring value to that audience rather than yep. just like, coming up with the product and being like, hmm, who could I get to buy this? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. That's, I think that's a much better way to go about business in general. Um, so turning back the clock a bit, who, what were some of the channels? I mean, you mentioned Aussie Wealth uh, Creation, I believe, but um, yeah. what were some of the other channels that you watched before you started creating? Yeah. So the three biggest ones I was watching when I was just trying to learn about investing myself um, was Ryan Scribner, mm -hmm. um, Jeremy from Financial Education, and Graham Stephan. So they're the, they're the three biggest ones <clears throat> um, that I was watching pretty regularly. Okay. Oh, shoot, we got some comments here that I totally missed. Um, okay, so JJ Buckner says, great convo, guys. I'll have to check out Hamish's channel. Power oh, to yeah. us for YouTubers, for sure, for sure, man. It's all about it's all about that community. We gotta be building a community and that's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. community is great. 
I love it's it. So, it's so nice to meet everybody. Like, it's so nice to meet you, man. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's really cool to meet people with similar interests. And I think this is a great way to do it. Also, yeah, Brandon Beavis Investing says, Yeehaw. <laughs> I'm with you, Brandon. Um, what does FBA stand for? FBA, um, do you want to do it for Amazon? Yeah. And that basically so, means, oh, you want to you go? go oh, you, no, you can go for it if you want. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Um, basically, it just means that you order, like, the way I was going to do it is I was going to order a bunch of stuff from China, have it shipped to one of Amazon's warehouses. People would just order it off of Amazon, and I never touched the product. So basically, um, I just slap, like, my logo on it. Buy, buy like a generic thing in, in, in from China, slap my logo on it, send it to Amazon, um, list it on Amazon, and then Amazon will just ship it out for me. They charge fees for that, obviously, but then I don't have to touch the product. And it's very, it's basically like a, a machine that you can basically just like feed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it stands for fulfilled. Yeah, fulfilled. Fulfillment by Amazon um, is FBA. <clears throat> um, yeah, okay, so cool, cool, cool. Let's continue on. Um, so which creators, um, okay. So you mentioned, um, Ryan Scribner, but like which creators, um, if any, like right now, do you aspire to, or yeah. do you look up to like who, who, who is like your, your pedestal or like who is where you're, where you're aiming to be? Yeah. So I mentioned those three out of those three by far, I really love Ryan's content. And mm -hmm. I just think he's, he, he, the way he portrays himself to the audience is as such a genuine person. Um, yes. And you can tell that he puts some, or at least he gives the impression that he puts a lot of effort into each of his videos. And that's really important, I yeah. think, um, to making that connection with an audience and maintaining your audience over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that I watch really closely um, on Ryan's channel. Yeah. And I mean, his videos are very strategically planned as well. Like each topic is very, I mean, it's very well thought out. He knows exactly what he wants to hit on in each video. And he makes sure that he like, nails his point home in every single video yeah, um, absolutely. and i think even like most of what he does is pretty minimal editing i would say um i mean he definitely does do some editing with like overlays of numbers um if he's talking about like an example or something but i mean with the with the minimal editing and like cutaways and like b-roll that he uses i think he's really good at engaging an audience and like keeping people interested even yeah. when it is like the same camera angle over and over again like he's really good at like keeping people engaged and not not just coming off as like saying the same thing over and over again like he's always he's keeping it really keeping it interesting and he's always coming at it with a ton a ton of value so i have i have mad respect for him as well i'm totally with you yeah, on that absolutely um so it seems like some of your most popular videos kind of revolve around either like mostly individual stock analysis so are these do you enjoy making these videos in particular or like what are what's some of your favorite videos to make that you that you yeah. use in your channel yeah, those, those individual analysis videos are absolutely the ones that I love and my favorites to make because essentially I just spend almost all of my spare time analyzing stocks anyway. That's just what I like to do in my spare time. So to mm -hmm. have this sort of platform where people can, like they comment and they say, these are the stocks that are... Are you there? I can in, and analyze them in depth and then I can bring that back to the audience and doing going through the motions of planning out one of those videos is just really helpful for investing on an individual level. Like it helps me mm. to like coherently write down every aspect that I need to be looking at um, before investing in a business. And that's really helpful. Um, and if really you don't cool. know, yeah, yeah. Um, I bet that would be helpful. I mean, like, cause, cause you're, I mean, you're investing yourself. So like doing 
doing that research and then having that be able to apply to a video as well, that's gotta be, I mean, you're hitting two birds with one stone there. Like instead of, like you would have already been doing this, this research on your own. So like being able to share with people, I think that's really cool. And like, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. That's like, I think it's really cool when you're able to do something that you were already doing, but then just sharing it with people um, and, yeah. and providing value at the same time. I think that's, that's like the formula for success in my, in my opinion. And the formula for like fulfillment, because if you're not doing something that you, already enjoyed that you already doing for fun like you're not gonna be willing to willing to stick with it because it's not gonna be something that you enjoy so i think that's a really powerful yeah, way to like cool. go about things um what are some of the other videos besides like individual stock analysis that you do on your channel yeah so when i started out i was doing a bunch of different stuff i was talking mm -hmm. about entrepreneurship how to make money yep. um a bunch of different topics now it's sort of refined down into being mostly individual stock analysis okay. and and then how to do that individual stock analysis when you want to apply that to your own research. Mm. So it's basically down into those two um, categories. I don't believe I've made any other videos um, <laughs> recently, like um, just talking about entrepreneurship or anything like that. Um, That's fair. Because they, they just didn't seem to be as popular on my mm -hmm. channel. Um, and if I stick to the stock market stuff, it seems that the audience is sort of more, sort of the niche that I've sort of tapped into. So That's I'm just going to keep keep it down that road for now. <laughs> we'll cool, see where cool. we go with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely you definitely got to pay attention to like what's performing well, what people actually enjoy, uh, because in the end it comes down to like providing value for people. And if you're making videos that you think are valuable but nobody else does, then I mean, it's sort of like, is it really valuable if nobody's going to yeah. watch it, if nobody's going to consume it? So like, it, it makes sense. You gotta you gotta um, make videos that are going to appeal to your audience. And videos that are going to provide them with value because if you're not then like what's the point um how often do you yeah. uh put videos up on average you have a schedule or do you just kind of like yeah so at the moment to... at the moment it's been every three days so it's yeah. basically three a week um so that's been the schedule i've been going with and that's been fine for me so i'm probably going to continue to do that um over cool. the next few months at least cool 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 um do you um like how what is your what does your process look like do you do you outline? Do you do script? How do you how do you prepare for a video? Yeah, so it's basically a script, not like halfway between an outline and a script. So okay. especially for the individual stock analysis videos, I already have the structure for the videos. If you've seen any of those, they're all yeah. they're all the same basically. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I'll just dot point down bits and pieces. And before that, of course, I've done probably two, three, four hours of research into that stock. Oh, yeah. And then I'll just dot point down my thoughts and then from there, I'll sort of do it half off the cuff, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not completely scripted, but um, I'm writing down notes just to keep me on track. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I sort of struggle with um, rambling sometimes. So it's good to it's good to have some like points that you know you want to hit on, um, just to make sure you're you're staying again on track. But yeah, I think that's yeah. Personally, I started off with like pretty much an exact script, but that I I cut that off pretty quick within like the first like couple weeks of doing videos, I was like, no, this is not what I want to be doing. Um, so then I, I transitioned to more of like a, like you said, like, like a sort of like a bullet point um, outline of what I want to hit on just to make sure that I'm, I'm staying to what I want and like making sure that I hit all the points that I want to hit on. Because I mean, yeah, I just want to make sure that I, I get across everything that I'm trying to get across in as concise a time as possible, because I don't want to waste anybody's time. Um, but I also want to make sure I hit on everything that I plan to. Um, so filming, how does your, how does your filming look? Like, do you have a dedicated space? Um, do you, um, film a bunch of videos at once? Do you just film one at a time? How does that look? Yeah. So 
up until recently, um, it's pretty obvious to notice this if you look at my videos, but um, I, I was just filming outside because I didn't have any really good lighting inside mm -hmm. at all. Um, and obviously outside it's very bright. So that was very easy for me to just do that. Yeah. Um, and recently I decided that if I hit 500 subscribers, I'd start to make it a little bit more professional. Okay. Um, so now I'm inside <laughs> and I've got lights and stuff. Um, so I've got a little bit of a setup. Um, as for recording multiple videos at once, no, I just record one at a time. Okay. I prefer to just completely focus on one video and have my, you know, read through the notes of that one video and just have my head completely in that mm -hmm. one video so that I can portray it in the best way I possibly can. That totally makes sense. Especially, I mean, if you're doing individual stock analysis, you sort of got to focus in on one at a time, I feel like. Um, so yeah. I think that's a good, a good way to go. Um, let's see how, like what, what, just to give our audience some context, like what are you using to film your videos? You said you have some lighting now. Um, just sort of like how, how does your setup look? Like what have you actually invested in as far as the setup goes? Yeah. So camera, Samsung. <laughs> yeah. Um, with you on that, man, iPhone, I don't even know where my phone is, but that's what I use. I actually didn't notice this until a couple of weeks ago, but this record, this phone records in 4k. So I'm wow. starting to record in 4K, which is, I mean, it's pretty impressive for a phone. That's right. Um, yeah. Wow. Aside from that, I've just got some $70 lights, just the basic, what are they called? The box lights. Okay. Um, I've just got a tripod and just a table now and put a couple of, couple of things behind me just to make it a bit more interesting. But I like them. I not, like not a them. huge investment, maybe a few hundred dollars. Yeah, for maximum. sure. And I mean, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, like, investing a few hundred dollars even if it was just like a hobby like that's, yeah, that's it, not much yeah, absolutely so i think it's that's okay to spend a few hundred dollars on a hobby or something exactly, like that so, exactly yeah. like yeah. a lot of people get caught up in like i don't know spending spending i mean i honestly i haven't spent that much money on my setup i think let's see i got a tripod um which probably cost me like 20 bucks i got a lighting kit which was like 40 bucks um that's pretty much it like oh and a mic i got a like a clip-on shirt mic. Ah, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. That again was like fifteen or twenty bucks, but like, it's it's not that expensive to get like decent. I mean, I think I think my my videos turn out pretty decent quality. I mean, right now I'm not in the yeah most yeah ideal you have great quality videos. location. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. But like right now, I mean, I'm not in the most ideal location, um, just because I'm not at home right now. But um, uh, I I don't know. I think it doesn't it doesn't take that much to get good quality videos. I think um, especially when you've got when you've got such a powerful camera in your pocket like that's 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 yeah. powerful right there i mean honestly like some of my videos i haven't done these in a while but i, I just went outside um because i mean outside is good lighting um and I, I took my phone and i just like recorded like this um in front of me and i got i got really good quality videos doing that and it was essentially free because i mean i already had my phone so like no investment required for for just like i mean yeah it's it's very it's, it can be very easy to start a YouTube channel. Um, and I think a lot of people think there is this like imaginary hurdle there that really doesn't have to be. And for the most part, it's really just in your head. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we hit on, we hit on uh, scripting, we hit on uh, filming. What about editing? How does your editing process look? Yeah, so I basically just use iMovie. Okay. Um, I'm really not, well, I'm not very good at the editing side of things. So I'm just trying to keep oh, it simple too. for myself for now. Yep. Um, Cause I've seen some of the other softwares and they're a bit intimidating, but oh, I, yeah. I probably will move over to an Adobe or something a bit more professional at some okay. point and just teach myself how to use it. But iMovie does fine for me for what I need to do. So like I'm making particularly 
you know, crazy cinematic shots or anything yeah, like that yeah. that I need, you know, very good editing. Um, although I know that Brandon Beavis, I, I noticed in Man. his videos, his, his editing is just off the charts. I know. I think, I think some lessons from that guy. I think he's, he's still in here. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, he's out of here. Um, no. <laughs> oh, we do have some more questions. Um, all right. So Miriam says, how can a new investor get started? You got any thoughts on that, Amish? Um, so personally, I would say if you're just getting started for the first mm -hmm. time, I would, I would put a certain amount into an ETF and just sort of get a feel for the market yeah. um, without worrying too much of whether or not you've just picked a dud of a, a stock. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I would, if you want to be an active investor, so you want to go out and invest and, um, and research stocks every single day or at least every single week, um, then I would learn a strategy and I would try and stick to that strategy. Um, and just invest small amounts over a long period of time. Really, yeah. you just want to have a long time, a long term um, strategy, basically, where you're investing consistently over time. Um, and if you're investing in good companies, these stocks will go up over time. And if you're able to average out the price that you pay yeah. over a long time by investing regularly, um, you'll probably do pretty well. I think I think one thing you hit on there, consistency, I think that is so, so key. I mean, in, in so many aspects. So like consistency in regard to investing a consistent amount of money on a consistent basis. So say, say you want to get started investing, say you have $100 today. Okay, invest $100 today and then every month going forward, invest $100. Like, because yeah. then, like you said, you're averaging the amount that you're paying for each stock so that you, you ensure that you're not just buying at the top, you're buying at the top, the middle, and the bottom so you can average out and over time that's going to grow for you. So that's key. Also being consistent in your strategy because a lot of people will uh, they'll get started, they'll think they're a day trader one day, a long-term investor the next day, a swing trader the next day, and they don't have any consistency in the strategy they're using. Yeah. So they're, they're always going to, they're going to make mistakes, they're going to get discouraged, they're going to say, this is none of this is for me, so I just, the stock market's a losing game and I'm just going to go over here and put all my money in a bank account or spend it all on a car. Like, it's really, yeah. you, you got you to gotta have discipline and you got you to gotta pick a strategy, you got to stick with it, and you just got to be willing to, I mean, you got to realize that the stock market, I mean, there's volatility, like you said. So even if you're investing in something like an ETF, that's just going to track the market. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. So you got to be, yeah. you got to be prepared for that. Um, and you got to be willing to not just like get discouraged and think that you, the stock market's a losing game. Um, yeah, all right. We got one more. We got a question. Oh, this is just a comment from Tom. Tom says 18 minutes later, I find your live streaming. Awesome. Tom, I'm glad you made it. Um, <laughs> hey, all right. So, we were we were talking about editing. Okay, so um, yeah. I think I think we mostly hit on that. You use, you use iMovie. Um, personally, I use this this uh, software called Shotcut. Um, it's oh, okay. pretty. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's not great. It's pretty clunky, but it's free. So I'm rolling with that for now. Um, yeah. When I feel like making an investment in something like Adobe, um, I might do that. But yeah, for sure. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So what? Um, what are your favorite and least favorite parts of creating videos and just having an online presence in general? Yeah, sorry, you just broke up a little bit. Could, could you oh, sorry, that? for sure, for sure. Um, what are what's your favorite and least favorite part of creating videos and just having an online presence? Are you there, man? Um, after video, sorry, did we just break up again? Yeah, sorry, I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, so. Favorite part is by far interacting with the audience after videos and that sort of thing. Um, 
Still yeah, good? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I just like really get, I love getting feedback from people and learning from other investors, um, other YouTubers and other people just watching as well and just sort of interacting and getting different perspectives. Um, and I think that's the most rewarding part of doing it is getting appreciated for your work. So that's definitely my favorite part. Um, least favorite parts, probably the planning stages of just really long videos. Um, so while I really enjoy analyzing videos and that sort of thing, especially my individual analysis videos, the structure of the planning is very similar every single video. So it gets really mm. repetitive. Um, yeah, I can, yeah, that came I, I can be a little bit tedious if I'm doing a 15 minute video and I'm planning that out. Um, that's probably yeah. the favorite part, but overall I just love doing it. That's fair. <laughs> that's why I've continued to do it every three days or whatever. So, yeah. And yeah. it's so cool. It's so cool to have that interaction. Like you were saying, like, like hearing from people who are, who are watching your videos and getting value. Um, I think that's just such a cool, cool thing and to like build these relationships. Like I've got people, people like Tom, people like Jared, people like, um, I don't know, Michael who, who comment on a ton of my videos. Um, and we've, I've gotten to know them like pretty, pretty well, I would say. Um, so I think it's really cool to just like hear from people regularly, um, and just like hear what they're up to and stuff, because I, I don't know, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, to yeah, just hear sure. from people on a recurring basis, you know? Um, so that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a really cool thing, but yeah, I could see how that could get monotonous. Um, with with the similar with the similar format um, that that you're going through each time, um, mm. but yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, where where is your online presence mostly? Are you are you mostly focused on YouTube right now? Do you have any like Instagram or Facebook going on? Yeah, so I have an Instagram um, that's just Hamish Hotter official. I post a little bit on there. It's mostly just reposting stuff from other people. I haven't tried to really create anything okay. on there. Um, although on Instagram TV, I do have a couple of videos mm. on there, but I haven't really been focusing on it. It's mostly been YouTube um, where I've been sort of directing all of my focus. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think it is, it's good to focus on one spot, especially in the beginning. Um, just to, just to ensure yourself, you, you don't spread yourself too thin because yep. if you, if you focus down on one spot, you can build an audience there and then you can sort of, um, cross pollinate across like other places like Instagram and stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. Personally, I mean, yeah, YouTube's my main focus. I'm putting up videos every day, but um, I also, I'm trying to get into Instagram right now. Um, I'm experimenting with different types of content and just like yeah. working working with some other people on their Instagrams as well. And I'm having a lot of fun on Instagram. So I think Instagram and YouTube will be my two main platforms for now. Um, not really giving much thought to Facebook at all, just because, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like my demo, I mean, everybody's on Facebook, but I, I feel like, yeah. The people that I'm trying to reach don't spend as much time there as they do on places like YouTube and Instagram. So that's really why I'm doubling down on those platforms. Um, but that's yeah. just that's where I'm at. Um, how much how much importance do you place on metrics like subscribers, likes, shares? Um, do you focus pretty heavily on these, um, or or how do you really feel about these metrics? Yeah, so I do like to read analytics a lot and analyze how different videos have performed compared to other videos. Yeah, Personally, subscribers don't really matter that much to me. Mm -hmm. um, I like seeing it grow, obviously, but oh, yeah. my main focus when I'm looking at analytics is definitely views per month because I want to see that consistently people are coming back and more people are coming through and watching my channel, especially now that mm -hmm. you can see how many unique viewers you've got and see how many views. You there? Knowing how many people and seeing how many views you're getting per month 
um, is really important for eventually monetizing your channel, of course. Not just oh, because yeah. of AdSense, because of course, if you have more views per month, you're going to make more AdSense. Mm -hmm. But if you want to utilize digital marketing really effectively and you want to have a constant, you, you want to be having a constant stream of people um, coming through your channel so that oh, yeah. when you're selling products or um, when you're offering an extra service or something like that, um, mm -hmm. that you're not going to all of a sudden lose that, that stream. You want to have a consistent stream of viewers coming through. Yeah, I mean, you want to have people finding out about you. You want to have you want to have your name be getting out there and just getting more exposure to people because if nobody knows about you and what you're doing, then nobody's going to find your channel, watch your videos, etc. So I think that's really important. But again, I think I, I know personally I place too much importance on these metrics that don't matter. Um, but yeah, views per month, I think that's a good one to look at just to make sure that there's growth going on and figuring out which videos are more more on the evergreen side. Um, and which videos, I mean, I'm sure with some of your videos, they, they spike when certain news stories hit about the companies um, involved. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, I think I think evergreen content is really the way to go. It is good to make timely videos, though. Like I've I've made some videos um, on the credit card side, like when a new credit card comes out, I'll I'll make a new video on it um, and it'll do really good in like the first week. It'll get a couple um, for me. Really good means like a couple hundred views. But um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's definitely a balance because I mean, you don't want to just make videos all the time about like the the news story of the day. But um, you also, if if none of your videos are super like like time, I don't know, timely. I guess um, is the word I'm looking for. Then yeah. um, it's going to be hard for people to discover you because I found that some of some of those videos on like the new credit cards or whatever um, are really good at getting a new audience because a ton of people who are just looking for that credit card find this video, then they're exposed to me. Um, so I found that's a good way to like grow your audience and then to maintain the audience might be the evergreen content. Um, that's, that's sort of, um, it doesn't matter when you watch it, it's still relevant, like stuff like stock market for beginners and just like teaching people like the basics of investing like you do. Yeah. Um, I think that content is always going to be relevant. Um, what would you say to somebody, say we've got somebody listening or watching right now, um, who's considering starting to create videos themselves. What, what would you say to this person? Yeah. So Everyone says this, but you've got to be passionate about it. If, you, mm -hmm. if you're not passionate about it, you're going you, to gonna lose interest very quickly. Yep. Like in, in my first month, I made eight videos. Most of them were 10 plus minutes long mm -hmm. and I got 17 subscribers. Like I was on 17 <laughs> subscribers after a whole month. So you can see that if you're not passionate about it, if it's not something that is just like rewarding, just creating the content and putting it out there and getting you know the small feedback that you get at the start, if, yeah. if you can't do that, you 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 can have no chance of continuing to do it over the long term. So I wouldn't. I would say that you've got to make sure that you're passionate about it. But if you are, absolutely go for it. Like there's nothing stopping you except yourself um, yep. and your own limiting beliefs. So definitely give it a go, even if they're rubbish. Go watch my first video. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really <laughs> bad. But I'm leaving it there because I want to see how far I've come and I want yeah. to see um, how I'm developing over time. That's um, real. That's real. You got to learn. And, you got to learn from those past videos. And I know for me personally as well, I love finding big YouTubers and watching their first video <laughs> and yeah. just seeing how far they've come because it just shows you like they're just like they're just like me. Like when you're just mm -hmm. starting out, like yeah. you don't have to be great. You just get better every, each and every video and you just exactly. stick with it. Exactly. Everybody starts at the bottom. Everybody starts with zero views, zero subscribers, zero everything. So it's like every I don't know. It's you do. You do. Sec. You gotta um, 
you just gotta, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. You just gotta, um, you just gotta focus on doing something you're passionate about. Um, because like you said, if you're not passionate about it, you're never going to stick with it. And it's, it's a long game guys. It, it really is a long game. It's not mm. a get rich quick scheme. Like starting a YouTube channel, you're not going to be making six figures like next month, probably not even next year. It's, it's really, yeah. you got to put the work and you got to provide value to people before you even think about asking for anything in return. Like it's such, it's such a give, 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 and then ask. It's not just like yeah. a give and then take it all. Um, yeah. because that's not that's not gonna work for you guys. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Nobody's gonna want to listen to you. Nobody's gonna give you any respect if you're just yeah. clearly like just trying to make a money grab at every every turn. So yeah. that's really that's really powerful. And I think it's I mean it does come down to passion again. Um mm -hmm. all right, so um how do you create your thumbnails for your videos? Just curious on that because I'm I'm experimenting with lots of ways of doing mine. Um always yeah. curious to hear from you all. Um, I just use a website called Canva. Oh, same. Base. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's just really simple to put together a quick thumbnail. I'm not very good at that sort of thing, so maybe I'll outsource it um, mm -hmm. at some point in the future but um, or just get better at it. <laughs> but, yeah, I just use that app because it's really simple to just go on there and do that. Yeah. I mean, your yeah. thumbnails look pretty crisp, I would say, like, oh, as far you. as... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's it's like Canva. Canva is a great platform, honestly. Like, I... yeah. I've been experimenting with different ways to make my thumbnail, but I've always done it on Canva just because like it's free. Um, and they have a lot of cool, like they have a lot of cool tools to help you like make a crisp looking thumbnail with very little design experience necessary or even like creativity. So um, I think it's a really good platform. Um, yeah, absolutely. For people who are just getting started and want to do something cheaply and free. Um, mm. All right. So we hit on most of the stuff that I wanted to so far. Um, let's see, let's see. All right, so I got some questions that I want that I like to ask all of my guests. Um, but before we head into those, do you have anything else that you wanted to um, mention thus far? Any questions you have for me at all? Um, I don't think so. You started around the same time as made in. Yeah, you? yeah, I've been going I've been going for like eight, eight or nine months, I think. Um, okay, only yeah. been doing daily for about four though. Okay, yeah. Um, how have you found the daily? So, oh, I I don't know. I really like doing daily videos. It's because I mean, one of the things I hated doing was editing. Um, and I think with daily videos, I'm I don't know. I don't feel as much pressure to like edit them like crazily um, and make yeah. them look like like Brandon's videos. Um, but I also I feel like I just my my focus on my channel is sharing my experiences and hoping to um help people who are sort of on the same path as me um, learn from my experiences and um, just see sort of what somebody who's in a similar situation is up to. So I think being able to put videos out every day, because I'm always, I'm always doing stuff. I'm always trying something new, always trying a different hustle, always um, trying something new with investing or credit cards or whatever. So I always have like a ton, like my list of, of videos that I want to make is ridiculous. Like yeah. I've got a backlog of like yeah, me too. my videos. Um, so I mean, I just have so much I want to say that I think daily dailies worked out really well for me. I think just to be able to get everything that I want to get out out, um, and I've, I've I've gotten some good feedback on it too. Um, so I think I'll stick I'll stick with it for now. But again, I'm not super. I don't get super caught up on like if I miss a Saturday or something, um, just because like daily daily is good, but it's not like my 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 sole purpose in life is not to put out a YouTube video every single day of my life. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat myself up if I like miss a Saturday here or there. So yeah, yeah. That's a good That's, attitude to have. Yeah. But, um, I'm one of the things I'm trying to focus on right now is making my videos a little more interesting just because I've been using the same, um, setup for a while. So I think I might, I think I might go back outside for a couple of videos or something. Um, just because I want to change it up a bit and I feel like the desk is getting a little bit old. Um, just for me, at least I want to, I want to get out and do something different. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Might change that up a bit, but that's about all I got for now. Um, all right. So some questions that I like to ask all of my guests, we're just going to hop into those right now. Um, and then we will wrap it up. So the first one is how do you stay motivated? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically I'm, I've been a very, I've always struggled to stay motivated during school and uni and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I start because it's so important, especially if you want to succeed, um, being oh, yeah. able to stay motivated and stop procrastinating. Um, I just looked, looked into finding out different ways of how to do this. And basically I started to figure out that if you have a really clear long-term goal and you write down every single little step that it will take for you to get there. So, you know, the whole process, you know, exactly what you've got to do from now until in two years time, you reach that goal and being able to have that list and knowing that if you do one of those things, you're one step closer to your goal, like tangibly, rather than sort of, it's this, you know, this dream that's just sort of out there and you don't know if you're moving towards it. Mm. Um, that's the way that I've been able to stay motivated, knowing that if I look at my list of what I need to do to get from point A to point B, I can take three things off today and be this much closer to that goal. I really I like that really a important. lot. I, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try that out this weekend, actually. Um, that really <laughs> just got me thinking. I'm like really about that. I think that's a great, great place to start. At least for me, at least I might just go for like a year out, see where I want to be a year out and map out all the steps I need to get there because yeah. I think that's really powerful. I mean, right now, just like in the last week, I've been really, really scattered. I feel like I've been all over the place, really just like trying to do everything, but not really going deep on anything. So I think that mm -hmm. might be a good place for me to go right now, just because of the situation that I feel like I'm in. So I really like that a lot. I'm definitely gonna, um, definitely gonna incorporate that. See, see if that can do anything for me. Um, um, also as far as motivation goes, have you heard of, uh, Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah. yeah. What do you, do you, do you consume any of his content at all? Yeah. On Instagram mostly. Mm. Um, he puts out the greatest inspiration, yes. like sort of motivational videos. They're really good as well. And watching, I also watch a lot of YouTube videos. If you just search like motivational and then maybe someone that you aspire to be like, mm -hmm. um, like a celebrity or something, there's usually some sort of motivational video there for 10 or 20 minutes. And if you're listening to that like yeah. every day, just to sort of get you in the mood, um, it can really change how much you focus on a task. If I you listen to something agree. like that before. Like, yeah. Just putting those on, like, like when I wake up, when I'm maybe like eating breakfast or like working out or something, like putting, putting on one of those or putting on some Gary Vaynerchuk in the background, like really it gets me, it gets me going for the day. It gets me like in the zone um, of just like ready to roll and like inspired. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that's a really good way to go. It, it might sound like a little bit cheesy if you haven't like done it before, but I think, yeah, I but think it works. Yeah, it, it works. It works for me. It works for you. Like I think give it a try. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, whether that be through in, with investing, with creating YouTube videos or with just with life in general, any like good habits you think you have? 
Yeah. So not always on top of this, but trying to get up really early mm. um, in the day or not super early, maybe like seven or eight o'clock mm. compared to later or, you know, lunchtime afternoon. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's, I know. Uh, but getting up. Yeah. Go on. Oh, oh, I, you just cut out for a second. So I thought you were done. Um, <laughs> um, no, basically good. what I was going to say, um, yeah, I mean, very similar for me as well, just because, um, I, I don't know, back when I was in high school, there were some days where I wouldn't get out of bed till like noon and, or maybe even like one in the afternoon. And, um, I, I've, I've really been getting on like going to bed at a decent hour. Most nights, I mean, like if I'm going out, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep into like 10 or 11 the next day. That's just the way yeah. it is. But, yeah, um, but yeah, but I mean, most nights, like if I, if I get to bed, if I can get myself asleep at a reasonable hour and not just like spend all night, like, I don't know, watching YouTube videos or Netflix or dumb, dumb shit like that. Um, <laughs> then I, um, I usually try to wake up again. Like I try, I shoot for like six, but realistically it usually turns into about seven just because for me personally, I know like there's, there's a lot of things that I can like do to make myself more productive. But I know that if I don't get like seven and a half, at least hours of sleep, like my, my day is going to be a lot rougher. Yeah, so it really throws you off. Yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, you gotta have that self-awareness to know, um, how much sleep you actually need because I feel like a lot of people are just like over like sleeping, either sleeping too much or just spending too much time in bed that isn't sleeping. Um, yeah. But knowing how much sleep you actually need, um, and making sure you hit that, but not like oversleeping, not like spending like 12 hours in bed, um, just because you can, like, it's really, you gotta, you gotta know yourself. Um, but I think waking up early can be a really good way to, it feels like you really get ahead of the day, at least for me personally, like when yeah. I, when, when it's nine o'clock and I've already like checked a couple of things off the list, like I, I feel good about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what I'll do is the night before I'll write down one or two tasks that are mm -hmm. the main priority for the next day. Mm. And as soon as I get up or within the first three hours of waking up, I'll tick off those and then I'll basically allow myself to have the rest of the day to relax. But relax for me is re researching stocks yeah. and that sort of thing. But like, um, I just try and get those main tasks that are going to push me a little bit further towards the goal out of the way so that I'm not procrastinating them and just spending my entire time looking at new stocks before doing these specific tasks that need to be done. And then once they're done, I can just have the day to sort of do whatever I want. Hmm. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Um, I used to, I used to do this thing um, where I heard this from like a motivational speaker that I went to see, but what he did was he wrote his like top three things that he wanted to get done for the day on a post-it note. And he would like stick it on the wall or no, he would have it with him. And then, as the day went on, he would, he would check off all the things on the list. And then if he got them all on the list and he would put it up on the wall in his, in his room or like in his office. Um, so I'd been doing that for a while, but then I sort of fell off with that. But I think having like your top one, two or three things that you want to hit in the day, just like big picture stuff is really mm -hmm. valuable because, um, it, it helps. I should, I should start doing this right now. Honestly, like I'm just like giving myself advice, but <laughs> I've been like really unfocused lately, but it helps to just have like three or one or two or three main things that you want to accomplish in that day so that you can really assess whether or not you, you did what you wanted to in that day. Or if you just like went around and ended up just wasting time on a bunch of different places and not hitting the important stuff. So I think that's really good to just have like specific, like a couple big picture things rather than having, I mean, I got this giant checklist going on right now. Um, well, and it's just like intimidating as anything. Um, but I think it, it, it helps to just narrow it down to like the big picture stuff rather than like all of these little things. Hmm. Um, 
What, a couple more things. All right. Are there any books? I mean, I'm assuming so, but are there any specific book or books um, that have really influenced you? Again, whether that be with investing, with, with lifestyle, with health and wellness, really any, any books that you find particularly impactful for you? Yeah. Um, so I could probably hit on two. Oh, I think you cut out. Hey, sorry. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people say that this book's really overrated and I, I kind of get it. I mean, it's, you, there's no real actionable information in there, but I hadn't really thought of the concept of buying cash producing assets and compounding your wealth over time that way. This one? Um, oh, you've got it right there. That's great. Yeah. It's a good one. I mean, yeah, I, I agree that like, it's not super like actionable, you know? Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, like, like you said, like I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it like that before. I hadn't thought about like assets versus liabilities really in like the macro sense or like how, how wealth is actually created. Like I thought yeah. before reading this book, like that the way to, to build wealth was to, was to get a, a high paying salary of like become a doctor days. or a lawyer or like exactly. And then spend like 80 hours a week at work and yeah. then have a bunch of money. Like but there's, there's so many other ways to do it that don't require mm. you like securing a super high salary or working yeah. 80 hours a week. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this book, I, I totally agree. This book has been really impactful, but again, it's not, I get, yeah, I get the criticism that it's not like super actionable and like, there's not, it's, it's a lot of fluff, but for me personally, if, if you're just starting out, I think it can be a really good way to like sort of wrap your mind around a lot of different things when it comes to like investing, yeah. entrepreneurship, all that stuff. Um, in, in a very like it's a very starter like ground level book but um yeah. i think it does it, it provides a lot of value for me so i'm speaking from experience on that but um I, I, it, it depends on where you're at how much value you're actually going to get from it yeah absolutely agree and the other book i was going to mention was uh the book that i tell everyone about is the intelligent investor um mm. that's a very good book for value investing um it's a little bit advanced i would say i would say if you're beginning you probably shouldn't read that because yeah. there's a lot of things in there that it just, it just assumes you know, pretty much assumes that you have a background in finance. Yeah, um, it's definitely so a dense book. Like I, I think I've made it like uh, about a half or two thirds of the way through. I've just been like chunking away at it over time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a dense one. And it definitely, like it's not like, this is your ground level book. That is like your advanced yeah. book. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, there's definitely a gap between this and that that you got to get filled at some point um yeah if for you sure be able yeah to get the most out of that book but I, I agree i've gotten a ton of value from that book in in the half or two-thirds that i've read um mm. and I'll, I'll keep chunking away at it um whenever i feel very inspired to to do some serious reading <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a dense one it's a dense one for sure mm -hmm. um all right well um where before we before we head out before we wrap up um where can people find out more about you um you mentioned you have an instagram um, any other places that people can find out more about you, reach out to you, whatever. Um, yeah, just so direct yourself as much as you want. Yeah, so just mainly on YouTube under my channel being just Hamish Hodder. Um, that's where you'll find the majority, the vast majority of my content. Um, so go check that out if you're interested in learning about how I invest or anything like that. Um, as you mentioned, Instagram, Hamish Hodder official. Um, and if you want to contact me with any specific questions, the best way is to go through my Facebook page and just send me a message through there. Um, I'm really active on there. My response times, I think about an hour. So nice. um, if you have a question, I'll be very quick to answer you on there. 
Um, that's the best way to personally contact me, but for my content, just YouTube. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for talking today, man. I really do appreciate your time. Um, and I'm really glad to have you on the channel. Really glad to get you to know you a little bit better. Um, just because we've had we've been chatting for a while, but it's it's good to have you in person um and just chat with you here. So it's it's been a pleasure having you, man. Um, I appreciate I appreciate you stopping by. Um, and I hope to uh to work with you again soon because it's been a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Well, thanks again, Hamish, for, for joining us on the show today. I think you brought a ton, ton of value to the community, and I'm really, really glad that we got to connect again because it had been a while since we last talked, so I'm really glad to hear from you again, man. And for our money pun of the day, why was the skunk arrested for counterfeiting? He gave out bad sense. Next week, we'll be back at it with another interview from another YouTube creator. Actually, we've got JJ Buckner coming on the show. So if you guys haven't heard of him yet, be sure to check out his channel. In the meantime, it is great. Again, he's pretty financially focused, but he's like me, sort of on the broader spectrum of money and personal finance as a whole and not super specifically focused on investing. So I'm really, really excited for that. Really excited to have JJ on the show. But if you can't wait until then for your next uh, dose of financial literacy content, you're in luck. I got a ton of free resources for you as always. First of which is my website, applecrater.com. You're going to find the show notes for this episode there at applecrater.com slash 015 because this is episode 15 of Young Smart Money. That's applecrater.com slash 015. Also on my website is where you'll find my free online course on investing your first $100. That's applecrater.com slash course. Um, and that's sort of going to guide you step by step through how to get started investing your first $100 from your smartphone. Super nice for anybody who's in college, high school even, um, and is really just starting to trying to get a, get a start on their finances um, at a young age. It's very, very helpful for that. Really answers all the basic questions that you might have when you're trying to get started. Also, we've got my YouTube channel uh, where you might be watching this video out right now, which is uh, youtube.com slash applecrider. So you can check me out there. I've got almost 200 uh, uploads that I do. I try to do every day, but we've been having a bunch of projects lately that have been uh, sort of putting YouTube um, not quite at the forefront. So, so YouTube's down to about three to five uploads per week right now. Uh, but but we'll see where that goes going forward. And lastly, a friend of mine and I actually just started this Instagram project like two weeks ago called Successful Founders. So we're basically, we have an Instagram page where we sort of give out entrepreneurial tips and such. It's called Successful Founders. Be sure to check us out on Instagram as well. It's growing pretty quickly. We've actually grown to about three and a half thousand followers within about two weeks so if you're interested at all in that and how to grow an instagram page as well definitely hit me up um anywhere you can dm me there you can dm me on my personal apple creator official really just find me anywhere and um i can i can hook you up with some resources to help you figure out how to grow and monetize your instagram just gonna shamelessly plug myself there as well well thank guys thank you very much for checking out young smart money uh with me your host apple creator today it's been it's been a good one i really enjoyed this episode i really enjoyed talking to hamish um because again it had been a while so i'm glad you guys stopped by and um, I would like to challenge you guys this week to learn a little bit about investing because investing, it's something that's really, really important, but it's not really taught anywhere that's like mandatory to attend, okay? You can learn about it online, on YouTube, on podcasts, on, on, on articles and blogs, but, but there's no like a mandatory place. Like you're never forced to, to take these classes in high school. Usually, at least I haven't. If you have been, been like required to take an investing course, like definitely let me know that. That'd be really, really cool. Uh, but even in, even in college, like if you choose to go to college, the courses are definitely mandatory unless you're going into like a business major or a finance major. But, but this is something that's very essential to know really, because if you want to be able to retire someday, you've got to get your money working for you so that you can stop working for it. So I think if you just take like 
10 minutes out of this next week to learn one thing about investing, I think that would be huge and really just set you, give you that slight edge um, above above the rest and allow you to really uh, just get your money working for you so that you don't have to work for it again. Like that's that's really, really big and it's something that not a lot of people actually internalize. So, so keep that in mind going forward. Uh, my name's Apple Crider and I'll see you guys next week.